Hello and welcome back to the Pilgrims Podcast. My name's Archie and joining me this week is Tom Kirk, Chris Allen and Mark Lovell. Okay, gents, welcome back. The international break is over. No more bickering about England and Southgate. We can now bicker about Argyle. Fantastic. Mark, how are you doing? Absolutely fine, Archie. Looking forward to uh, talking about our performance at the Hawthorns and looking ahead to the Wednesday. Yeah. Chris, have you recovered from your Oktoberfest um, extravaganza? No. <laughs> right. Tom Kirk? <laughs> All good, mate. All good, mate. Plenty, plenty to chew on. Yeah, certainly is. Certainly is. Uh, Mark, I was listening to the last pod. It sounds a bit vain, but I was just trying to remind myself what we're listening to, or what we were speaking about, rather. And um, you were on record for saying we shouldn't be dropping Hazard, and it would be harsh. Should we went ahead and dropped Hazard? What are your thoughts on that? Well, if you were listening that intently, you would have also said that I wouldn't have anything against if... Shuey decided to drop him. So you did say you know, that. You did say that. Yeah, he's the man in charge. So respect his opinion. You know, yeah. uh, but talking about Cooper, it was great to see him back. You could see right away that you know the defense was more at ease with him behind them, and the West Brom attack didn't bother to really press and close down Cooper. They let him, you know, deliver the ball. They didn't really hurry him up at any stage uh, especially in the first half um and you know we did play a lot better in the first half and it was good to see him back and he made a decent save um yeah he just needs more minutes and hopefully um the defense will improve as a result of having that having that man behind them and he gives them more assurity and you know the defense can can blossom from there Gibson was a, a great um, asset yesterday as well. Yeah, he was he was immense, wasn't it? It was great to have him back. Uh, it's been a while, been a while since we've seen him and Green. Uh, Tom, what are your thoughts on Cooper being back? I think it's fairly simple. I mean, I largely agree with Mark's point that he made about dropping form players. I think it's um, it has a wider sort of knock-on effect if you have a form player who's dropped unfairly or, or, or dropped to the point where what could he have done? Um, and I'm not sure Connor could have done a lot more with the facilities that he has, but Michael Cooper's an exceptional talent. He's our best player. Um, it's a it's a strange position, isn't it? Because if he's any other position he would have played by now, he would have made a couple of sub-appearances mm-hmm. and found his feet. We don't need him to find his feet, he didn't find his hands. Um, look, he... It, <laughs> it's not practical to bring him on as a substitute. So when he's ready, he goes back in the team. We've spoken a bit about playing our best team and he needs to go in. I I think we discussed before, I I would like to think that Connor was aware of the brief when he joined the club. I think the club would have been quite upfront about that. Yeah, Shui actually alluded to it it for the first time that they spoke with him and his agent, Hazard, this is when 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 he signed, you know, making it clear that we've got one of the EFL's best young prospects on our books. And this was kind of inev- inevitable. And reading between the lines over the international break, it kind of became pretty clear, didn't it, that um, Cooper would be starting, the, the work they've done. And that was what was reassuring to me. When we move on to that, the work that they've done over the international break. We saw it, didn't we? Chris against West Brom, a lot more solid at the back. 
I just like you talk about bickering. There's going to be loads of bickering about squad depth, and it's brilliant to have two really good goalkeepers. Not have to worry about that. Like mm. if you go back over the last twenty years, we've had some right dross. Just don't ask me to name them. But we've had some <laughs> terrible goalkeepers. We've got two very very good ones. One, and and to Mark's point, and Mark, you know it better than me because you played the position, but. There is a kind, just the way he holds himself and the way it just, he breathes confidence. And that wasn't inevitable after eight months out, by the way. Fair play to him. But um, yeah, it made me, it made me feel confident. So I'd imagine if you stood in front of him, that's going to have the same effect on you. It was just brilliant to have him back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, looking, looking at those changes that we've made, you know, Shui said they did a lot of work in the two weeks. Um, when they're out of possession, because we look pretty soft at times pre-international break, didn't we? The way we're being cut through, the counter-attacks, the ruthlessness of you know Swansea's attack, for example. And yesterday we saw a different Argyle, a lot of bookings, some really, really good defending. That crowding term we've used again and again and again. You're seeing two, three players swarming around a West Brom player. Tom, were you um, relieved to see a slightly more, not slightly more, a lot? you know, a really resolute Argyle defence. Yeah, you can't deny that the defending was good. Um, and good that we've spent the time at the international break to good effect. Um, and a, a, a personal opinion is, um, I think that's a little dangerous because what it looked like to me yesterday was they were, they'd been drilled on that so much that that was their main focus, not losing. Mm. Um, seems a bit, you know, something was a bit harsh because we had a lot of the ball and we sort of ventured forward a little bit in the first half. But um, yeah, look, it's it's good. It's good to it's good that we've proven ourselves that uh, work on the training ground yields results. Identify a problem, go work on it with some time. It's good to see that we can do that because there will be times where we need to shut up shop. Um. So yeah, good to see. I thought it was a, a little overkill. We didn't get many shots away yesterday. Um because we kind of had, not a complex, but we kind of had, the, it was more about preventing the goal, having the fear of let's build from there. I don't think that's where our strengths usually usually lie. And it was a league match, so it wasn't a friendly match. So you know, I'm not keen to be demoing things to that extent. But look, uh, clean sheets are great. I want us to defend well. I want us to make less errors. And there were there was um, you know good defending and few errors on show yesterday when West Brom were putting us under pressure. Uh, speaking of the defence, how did you cope? Joe Edwards and Pleggy not in the team. Did you bring yourself to watch? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah, look, um, that was I was shocked. I... I mean, I'd taken the mick. I was shocked. I, I, to see both of them out was... Well, he wanted to play four at the back, didn't he? I, I, no. What was interesting about it, it was a very resolute defensive display and proved that we could defend with a four at the back, not five. You know, mm. when we play the five... That's a deliberate sort of counter-attacking kind of strategy where we've uh, played four at the back. We've racked, To date, we've racked up a lot of shots and a lot of possession. We had some possession in the first half yesterday, didn't rack up many shots. Come on to that in a little bit. Um, it was kind of encouraging to see us be organised and resolute without Joe on the pitch because I think, and I love Joe, we, we know that. Um, I think Joe's in the team sometimes because without him, there's not the organisation and not the leadership. But Kane Kessler Hayden came in, who's got a lot of attributes, but um, defensive concentration, I 
I'm, I wouldn't say he's particularly better than anybody that we've got. Uh, and and that went well. Um, I thought he was pretty good yesterday. The attacks actually come down the other side, Mikhail Miller's side. Um, so that went well, and that's good to see because at some point Joe Edwards is going to have to not play in our team um, mm. if we want to progress the football club. So that's that's good to see. Uh, the plaguey thing, yeah. Look, I mean, it felt like we needed some muscle. Scar and Gibson are the only players in our team really who would be um, of the build that you would want for a to play a, to play a big side. And watching the game yesterday, you know, there was a lot of six foot two big boys playing for the baggies yesterday. Big, big team, big team. Um, you, you kind of touched on it there. No, Joe Edwards. As far as I'm aware, we still don't have an official vice captain. Mark, who, what are your thoughts on this? Is it important? or Because she was kind of rotating through this. Houghton, Randall, possibly a few others who I'm forgetting right now. What are your thoughts on the vice captain gate? You should give it to Cooper. Faff around, give it to Cooper. He's back and fit playing um no surprise that joe you know he's not going to be playing um two games in 48 hours or yeah 72 hours so yeah it's um i was i was pleased with the especially the first half performance on saturday it's a definitely a step in the right direction we were more solid compact and we had two great chances. I mean, Whitaker could, could have easily, you know, that could easily rattle off the post and go in. And KKH had a great chance. He he hit the target, and Alex Palmer made a good save. Yeah, with his legs um, on another day. Oh yeah, I mean, if it was Hardy, yeah, you'd say he should score. But you know, this is KKH. He hasn't scored for the club um, yet. He doesn't have a fine Luke, record of Luke. Luke Cundall scored a very similar goal in against Swansea. Um, similar position. Yeah, Luke Cundall was very well. Pitch, unfortunately, uh, so it was. Yeah, <laughs> no, there was a, a decent save from Bundu at the end as well. Like I know mm. I'm maybe what's the word? Fanboying on Bundu. Obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah, in love. love. <laughs> um, but a, a couple of other things. I think. Yesterday showed how much we miss Gibson in those two home games. I don't think we'd have had those results. Like I think he is integral. More than the Cooper coming back, Gibson made the difference yesterday. Like he he had an excellent game and actually has probably had an excellent season. So it shines a bit of a light. Not having him does make a big difference. He's probably the linchpin of our our defence and, and is excellent. The other thing is it was against their B team. Like they had four strikers out. So it without, you know, who knows what would have happened with their first team. Um, it's quite interesting, actually. Like West Brom fans seem to be quite articulate on Twitter, which I thought was illegal. Um, <laughs> and, and there's a few of them making that point, um, which maybe we'll come to, that, you know, Plymouth looked decent, but shame we didn't have our attackers. Mm. So if you look mm. at it through that lens, yes, it was a good defensive point, but probably against not the best attack. I thought it was um, it was good to see that we could do that. And it felt like if we'd won our two previous home games and then we'd followed that up with that, I don't think anybody complained too much, but we've got a little bit of making up to do. 
Um, yes, good defensive display. I think I made this point the other day when we played Norwich about how good Scar looked compared to his previous game where he'd been bad. And I thought, well, but but you're not comparing like for like because Dan Scar's playing in the back three and he was the spare man against Norwich. Um, I thought yesterday we had to prove to ourselves that we can defend to the expense of our attack. In that first half, I felt West Brom were for the taking. Like uh, Chris has said, they're low on personnel. If any, if the boos at halftime or anything to go by, they weren't on their game. We had a lot of the ball. We played a lot of stuff. And I just had a look at a heat map, which I don't normally have a look at, but just before this, just to check myself. And for all that nice passing, and what I would consider control, don't it doesn't look like it in the stats, but watch the game. It looked like we were in control in the first half. Um, we didn't we didn't do a lot. We didn't do a lot in, in the final third where it mattered. In fact, the heat map that I look at, albeit that's for the whole game, shows almost nothing in the in the final third other than um Morgan's position on the on the edge of the penalty box. Yeah, there were a couple of chances. Um the KKH one, the Bundu one, which uh, Chris made made out a couple of the chances were good chances. But we we had five guys where three of them were in the box and those ones that are in the box are on the very edge of the box. So um that's our lowest return this season by some distance. So just to put the the result into perspective, we went and got a. I think what's this has been received as a good battling away point, but it was against a team with a lot of injuries who weren't playing very well. And if those aren't the sort of games where we need where we take our chance to win, I, I don't see where an away win's coming from. Yeah, I, I, but I still see it as it'll take till Christmas and potentially until the end of the season to get our head around how we perform in this division. Um, the risk there is that we don't learn quick enough, but there was an application of a plan yesterday that was really good to see. I quite like a good nil-nil draw. And we were, and so I can hear you come back already, but we did hit the inside of the post. On another day, we'd have a very different conversation if that went in and we held on. We'd be like, that was almost a perfect away performance. It was lacking sizzle at the front but other than that it was excellent yeah I, perfect away performance I, I wouldn't go that far at all mate yeah if the goal goes in we get first goal great we've seen this season haven't we how pivotal that first goal is we're totally on top in that first half and we don't create and, and you know four chances I think the, the fifth chance was the Bundu one in the second half four chances to take the lead in a game that we're in control yeah it's West Brom yes we've been playing Burton and Shrewsbury and Crawley. But we need to win a game away from home, guys. And the opposition were inviting us on yesterday and they were there for the taking. And, you know, we, we didn't do that. And it, it feeds into the point you said there, Chris, which is what I'm seeing a lot of fans say about this season is, oh, don't they play it nice? They get it down. Um, good in transition. But is that enough? We get to January and we've got no wins away from home. Go, well, at least, you know, at least we play nicely through the thirds. I don't, I, doesn't feel like I, that's I, enough. I, th- I think we need to quote Ricky. Ricky knows his stuff. Ricky on Twitter, right? <laughs> Stephen Schumacher is one of the best coaches in the division. Structurally, Plymouth were the best team I've seen at the Hawthorns. Fluid movement in between the lines and dynamic threat out wide. They need a box-crashing midfielder and a striker, though. Like, I mean, it shouldn't. That shouldn't be on Twitter, should it? That 
it's perfect. Feels like the that, telegraph that, doesn't. <laughs> that is a perfect articulation to me of, of of how we look. I think we could do with someone to break the ball up, but if we can't get that, we'll tug shirts. You know, if we're, if we're not going to be able to do it the traditional way. And I don't want to advocate petty fouling, but we did stop them playing when they were on top by just interrupting them with silly fouls. Like there is something in that. And we've got a, a great strike force on the right day, but there's not a striking talent, if you know what I mean. There's not the kind of standout that person can play the game. And I think on that basis, Neil Mill's great. We said at the start of the season that Hardy needed more competition up front. You know, we we said that, and that's that's clear as the night is day. Um, and we we see we need a a storming box to box midfielder in the Jay Matete non yellow card racking up mould. Yeah, something like that. And uh, hopefully we can get some business done in January from the uh, from the budget from the fund and you know move in the right direction keep yeah i've I've come to terms with sixth place is not going to happen you know sadly but i think success this season will be a good solid season of adapting to championship life and not having much to do with a relegation fight something between 13th and 19th now I'm going for seventeenth. You said it. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just on the game before I cut, I've got some thoughts on that, mate. But I, I did make your point. You brought up Jay Matete there. I think we'd said we need somebody in that role, somebody who just pick the ball up and move it through midfield. Um, because we are a little open. That's not. I'm not digging at the guys we've got in personnel there. I think we have a perfect storm of we have a system that that wants to hog the wide areas and be dangerous. So we're and we're open. Um, and that's not the individual talents of, of the guys we've got, you know, um, Jordan and Adam are great, but they're diminutive as is Luke Cundall. Um, we haven't seen Callum Wright for a few weeks. He's not really a central midfielder, but when he is in there, he does, um, he likes to get in the mix. So, um, yeah, we, we don't have that. We'd love, um, someone in that mold just for the yellow cards yesterday. I was, I was. That was what I was most pleased about. Obviously, it's an expensive um, lesson to learn, but I I loved that yesterday. Petty fouls, stopping um, attacks from West Brom at source. Yeah, um, bit of passion. People getting pissed off, having words with the ref. Yeah, we we made up for a season lacking of it in 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 ninety minutes. I mean, that's not ideal because that's a lot of yellow cards and we're going to find. It easily could have been a red yesterday on the basis that so many people were getting booked. But um, it comes back to what you were saying earlier, Archie. Is that's, not, that's not an accident, is it? That is clearly work in the two weeks going, this is what we're going to do and get stuck in, boys. And then and what about going back to the, you know, we've had these kind of weird phases, like we had the keep losing in the 94th minute period. It didn't feel like that was going to happen yesterday. I'm always nervous in injury time, but you didn't think, oh, it's going to be another one of those. And I think that's progress as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a bit more, worst phrase in football, game management makes me feel queasy saying it, but we did manage the game well. And even before that, when I need one of you or Peter to be here, but like where, had, where Randall was playing towards the end seemed to really work, like having him dropping back. Like There was a lot to like yesterday, I think. There was a lot to like in terms of improvement compared to 
earlier games. And that's yeah. that's that's what I think is good, that we are looking, we've identified some weaknesses, being a bit fragile, losing concentration towards the end. Like Those are things that are in our control to coach, and we seem to be learning. Mm, I've got a, before I come into Archie there, which is the question, I've got some data for you, which is really interesting. I saw it on the way here. Like, goals in the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes, and by last 15, that can include stoppage time. We're really... We're outliers for the division. We've let in a lot of goals early and we've let in a lot of goals late. Now, it's only six, 12 games or whatever. So a, a goal, you know, one or two goals swings that. But yeah, I didn't, I'm with you, Chris. I didn't feel like we're going to let a goal in the first 15 minutes. We started well. We looked like we were going to score. We put them under on the ropes very early. And whether it was, West Brom obviously had huge um, pressure on us at the start of the second half, but I felt that waned after the changes. Um and that all comes back to your point, which I will throw at you, Archie, is there was a lot on display yesterday, um, which was clearly the result of us looking at our weaknesses and working on them for a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Shui said that him and his um, coaching staff are shocked at the amount of tactical fouls going on in the championship in those 11 games. And that's clearly something they've uh, taken on board. And they're doing themselves, you know, we're breaking up, like I said, breaking up counters left, right and centre. And that was really, really, really good to see. Um, I think we'll leave it here for part one and we'll come back to part two and get into the to the meat of it because we can't quite make our minds up whether that was a good point or not. I know on Twitter, many people or on social media in general people have been very um, celebratory about that one point. Um, but it's safe to say not all of the pod panel are feeling um, the same way so we'll dump, jump into that in a second back in a bit all right welcome back to part two before we jump on into the debate was it a good point was it not I think we need a bit of con- context here we're 12 games in how do we feel we're doing thus far because I that I think kind of sets the scene for the debate whether it's a good point or not Mark, you've said you're no longer um, aiming for top six. Chris, how are you feeling the start to the season has been thus far? 12 games, 12 points. I enjoyed listening to your Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Um, it's nice when you're not on to listen to it. We could be easily be them. Like, that's the way I look at it. Mm. It's 12 points gained against a budget and other things that mean that we sort of have no right to be there. So I can see an argument that we're overperforming. I, I come back to what I said in the first part. I think we're learning as we go and that experimentation and we'll have some amazing results and some bad ones. We're sat slightly below where I thought we'd finish, but we're four points clear of relegation and five points off the playoffs. So I'm happy. All right. Can I, can I ask you a question on that, mate? Interesting you said Sheffield Wednesday because you listened to the pod, but why did you say Sheffield Wednesday and not Ipswich? Because that came across a bit Plymouth, oh, we can't have nice things. Because I take what we've got over Sheffield Wednesday as structured, stable ownership, and probably Ipswich have had a championship budget for at least a year and have spent championship money. I don't. I think what Ipswich have achieved is incredible. Um, but not in the sense that relative to us, their, their squad is worth, what, three, four, 
times ours. So it's a, it, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> it is a good point, but I immediately compare. In, fa- it to in fairness Wednesday. to you, we haven't done an Ipswich Town podcast, so that Sheffield Wednesday seed was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's quickly touching on Ipswich, ten million spent under McKenna. I'll leave it at that. Tom, what are your thoughts? Twelve games, twelve points. I I don't think we've had a good start. Now, I'm going to caveat that. I don't think we've had a bad start. But um, after the Norwich win, probably heavily biased by the recency of that result. And I said, we've had a good start. Um, We're 21st. We've not won a game away from home. We've lost two home matches, which were some of our easiest of the season. It's not a good start. If somebody says it, if someone wants to tell me it is a good start, I mean, Mark Archie, I'm, I'll throw that back at you. Do you think it's a good start before I before I try and pick uh, a fight with somebody? If nobody wants one, then I won't pick a fight with you. <laughs> all right. Um, don't want to fight on a, a Sunday evening. Um, I would give it a six out of ten, probably. That's, okay. Uh, that's, what's that? So, okay. That's good. Kind of average. Just, yeah. I just want to know what, what's an average. We seem to, and maybe this is not just football, maybe it's society. There's, there's a big jump between what's terrible and what's good. Everything's either terrible yep. or good. Yep. I'm seeing some of the fans who went yesterday. Um, I, 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 one of the fans I've noticed called it class yesterday. I, I, it was, it was at a way nil-nil, which the BBC called dismal. And we didn't lose. And one of our fans goes, oh, that's a class performance. And I'm like, why does it have to be good or bad? What what what's an average start for our goal? Because if 21st is good, then my question would be, what's average? 22nd, 23rd. Where we note within the pod that there was a breadth of enthusiasm, wasn't there? There was a sixth, there was a ninth, there was a seventeenth. Nobody said 21. So, if you said, well, if that's where you want to be, where where would you like to be at about now? Yeah, I. I, I I would think that we were probably going to be further ahead um, and and be caught up and be, you know, we've been found out in previous season. That's really harsh on last year because we weren't really found out because we got 101 points and won the league. But um, the Schumacher low era, we've always sort of had a, we've started better where there's less expectation. And then as expectation comes in, there's there's been some resistance. Obviously last year we got post Pizza Cup final, we smashed through that. I'm, I, I can't say it's a good start. Are you, it's are a very then, small data set, but I can't. Are you therefore worried about what's to come? Are you thinking there will be a drop-off? Well, no, I just think, I mean, these are all cup finals. And this is why I was a little bit disappointed to see people so pleased with a point. And again, that's not me saying, you know, oh, I, I'm annoyed we didn't win. It's just a meh, you know, it's a point. We treaded water. All right. Draws are well, fool's well, gold, guys. They, they, they aren't that great and and I, the, the the argument you could make is if we won the Millwall and Swansea game we'd be near the playoffs and are we even having this conversation but we didn't and we lost games that we should and we've got to go and make it up against teams that are better than them or, or picking up some away wins all right I, Mark I, yeah I want to jump in here I mean I think we're suffering a little bit because of the the nature of our win against Norwich and that just boosted expectations like I said at the time and we expected to roll over Swansea and um, Millwall especially Millwall we thought we were just going to play Millwall off the park and then we had a brutal reality check after those two games and now expectations um, 
are a little bit lower and we were now without a win in three games and we're a little bit doom and gloom. But I'm looking already ahead to Wednesday on Wednesday. You know, let's talk again on Wednesday after Wednesday, Tom, and and treat it a game at a time and then have this conversation. Well, let's take it back to Tom's point, though. He's saying it's not a good point. That one point at the Hawthorns, he's not having it. Mark, are you taking that? I'm taking it. It's a step in the right direction because our defence was particularly ropey and we've got a clean sheet and it's something to build on. If it keeps on, you know, the longer you go on without an away win, it's it's not a good recipe for success. You need to pick up wins on the road to take the pressure off the home form, which we, you know... um, we relied on so heavily last season to become champions. You know, we won almost every game at home. That's not going to happen this season. We thought we could rely on our home form this season. Um, But Millwall and Swansea suggest otherwise. So we're going to have to get on the back on the horse on Wednesday against Wednesday and uh, score the first goal. And we should be okay. And just um, Tom, something you said earlier, by the way, around which I like is we've we've had a habit starting well and tailing off there is an argument under a kind of that was because other teams started to find us out right we were the at the top of the league or near it and people were working out how to beat us I think there is a weird logic that this season could go the other way but as we learn we actually start to get better results and that Hmm. certainly the late defeats that we've seen early, they might go away. Some of the naivety might go away. So maybe in this division, we're under what will end up being our average because we've Mm. had some games where we've got found out. And once we learn from that, which I've got faith that we do, I mean, I just look at it and say, if we had three more points, then we'd be where I thought we were. So that's Mm. the easiest way of looking at it is we're one game off the pace for my prediction. Mm. And we'll probably Mm. catch that game up. I agree, mate. Look, it's uh, it can easily change. Like I say, a win yesterday changes everything. A couple of wins in a row changes everything. It's this is, you know, even last season, right at the end of the season, this table was really tight. Um, and I hear what you're saying. I think we're going to have to do that. I think where we've been in League One, where we're a, more people's cup, well, not everybody's cup final because I wouldn't be so arrogant, but we've in the last couple of seasons of League One, we're generally a bigger club than the team we're playing, other than a handful of ex- ex- exceptions. And we want to assert what we do and we want to play our game and they've got to come and work us out. And I do appreciate, mate, that the evidence suggests that we'll have to do that in reverse this year. And against Norwich, that worked, didn't it? We were having problems and he went to a back five first time he did it. Norwich didn't see that come in. And we punched him on the on the nose six times. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. I think we can do it. I think we've got to do it. My, the, my issue with yesterday was we probably did uh we probably checked our shortcomings so well that we forgot our strengths you know up until the norwich game our attackers our fab 4 are the most like they're deadly they're at the top of the goal contribution charts they're the f- most foul players the most dribbles uh most expected assists uh, that's our strength now, what we've realised is defending is not our strength, and that's partly due to our personnel, partly due to our experience, and partly due to the system. The, the West Brom fan you, you, you fan that you mentioned spo- spotted it that we're open. So, what we're doing is we're we're compromising on the stuff we're good at, and overcompensating on the stuff that we're not good at. And what that yielded yesterday was five shots. So, 
I'm just a word of caution there that, you know, let's not forget who we are because I think if we if we think we're going to go and do that at Leicester and Leeds and Ipswich, I mean, we're not going to do that. We're just going to lose 2-0 and that's not going to be fun. We need to, we need to give ourselves a mathematical chance of winning games and when the opposition is having a poor time and we've got a lot of the ball and we're on we're on our game and they're not and their home fans are on the back and they're not that great West Brom were not that great they were bigger a bit more experienced but they that was a winnable game yesterday bear in mind I've seen Plymouth Argyle in league one go to Chelsea and give them a game yeah we can give people a game if we're up for it um five shots is not enough we had six at Bristol City and Tom you're a big champion of go for three not for the not for the one in terms of points and I guess a lot of that comes down to when, you know, you have your slip-ups against Millwall and Swansea, suddenly you're playing catch-up in terms of, you know, accumulating points. So I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I, and I get that logic, you know? We've dropped six points, and suddenly one point at the Hawthorns is not really, it's not, you know, it's a long way. Where's the other five? So I get it. I get it. I guess what gives me hope is that yesterday, on Saturday, watching on TV, I saw a lot of improvement compared to Swansea and Millwall. And that's what gives me hope, that they, they have put things in into practice. And it comes down to what your expectations is, isn't it? However, the more I think about it, and having sat in the game for 24 hours, I think you, you're also right on the fact that West Brom were possibly there for the taking. I think they were, we could have, we could have, and probably should have at least scored. I won't say win, but at least scored. I think we've got to be scoring with those kind of chances. Chris, would you accept that? I do accept that. I also think that the worst possible game to follow it up is, unfortunately, Sheffield Wednesday at home. Like, there's a part of me that wished it was mm. Leeds or Leicester where you could say, go in, keep going with the same thing, build confidence, where what we're now going to have is, and this is where Tom, again, in 24 hours, you're right. Like, the pressure it puts on home games is immense, especially against... You know, the team that currently has the worst record in the history of the championship, that feels like, oh my God, like, what do we do? Do we go all out? You've got to hope we do. But they're going to make, aren't they? They're going to make, aren't they? If it's a cup final for us, goodness me, they're, they're, they're on two points. If, if you, you, sat, you listen to Liam on the Sheffield Wednesday pod, he, they've, they've got to be targeted. He thinks they'll stay up. So they've got to lod, dislodge someone. Who is that? If they're looking at the table, they're looking at us. Um, this idea that we're going to rely on our home form, I just uh, put, we can't put that pressure on ourselves, guys, because it doesn't work, because we did that against uh, Millwall and Swansea, and it was awful. You know, they've, they've aged awfully, those results, particularly the Millwall one. I was going to look at the data set today. The data's all over the place. The manager's gone, you know, but but we 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 took that as, oh, well, that's just the championship throwing up results for us. It was a disastrous result, really. Um yeah, look, we just just need to we need to pick up a way. I mean, it, it's hard that that game in isolation. It's not that bad. It's not a bad result. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here and saying it's a bad result, but it's it's not as good as people think. And the playing nice and not getting beaten stuff that's great. But plenty of teams have come up, played nice football, not get beaten and got relegated. Um, I've got some some data here for you, gents, just to digest because I just I wanted to back myself up before I was checking on talking nonsense. So. Of the, um, in the last two seasons in the championship, there's been 10 teams across two seasons that picked up one point per game or less 
Yeah, so five in one season, five in another. And three of those five in both seasons were relegated. So if you pick up less than a point, what that's saying is if you pick up a, a pick up less than a point a game at home, you've a high chance of being relegated. So at some point, yeah, I'm not going to say that we've got to go in West Brom and be annoyed that we didn't beat them 3-0, but at some point we've got to we've got to win a game. And if yesterday wasn't that game, when is and, yeah, and I go on, Chris. Just well, it's 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 what is it? It's two o'clock here, right? So we're an hour into most NFL games. I know, Mark, you're a little closer to the NFL than maybe you were before with some of the work that you're doing. I do quite like something you're taking a kind of what I'd call an NFL approach to stuff. In the there's only 16, 17 games, so everything matters, right? If you watch the NFL, it's so such a small amount of games you kind of have to think the way you are. And there's something in that. There is something that says, never accept defeat, never accept a point, because in the bigger picture, if you continually do that, you're not going to make the Super Bowl for an equivalent analogy. So I do, I really, I, there is something in that of not being, oh, it's only little us. What I think is the danger is to go too far down that road and not appreciate that 90% of yesterday was good. And if we play like we did yesterday, I still think we'll be okay. I know that that's the coward's way out, because if you keep playing like that, you're not going to score. But I do think over time, we keep building. We've got the assets to do it. Talking about the NFL, though, you mean you have the franchise system in the NFL? This is going to get completely random there. But uh, franchise system and the salary cap, that should ensure that a lot of squads or rosters, as they call it in the NFL, you know, they're, they're pretty evenly matched, but the coaches do make a hell of a lot of difference, yeah, and systems and uh, all that. So I was going to say earlier, I think we have a tremendous coach and manager in Stephen Schumacher and, and his, you know, the people behind him, Neil Jusnip, and I've got to retain the trust that I have in them to to keep on doing the job, you know, and to keep on working on the weaknesses, which they've started at West Brom. Yeah, it didn't immediately flourish with a win, but, you know, Wednesday, take it one game at a time. We can beat Wednesday. Let's put in a big performance and then look at where we're at. And Ipswich will be a free hit, really. We know all about Ipswich, surely, you know. Beat Wednesday and it's totally different momentum going into that game at Ipswich next week. Can we afford to have three hits? Can we afford that? Oh well, that's uh, that's. I suppose that's the point I'm making. Chris made a good point earlier about well, and Mark as well. We're learning on the job, and Chris, I think you said the point is 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 that have we got the time to do that? That's clearly what we're doing. We're learning on the job. We learned yesterday. We learned we could defend, possibly at the expense of um, how much we were willing to get into their box to make sure we had the numbers back. And in hindsight, we didn't need to do that because they weren't playing well enough to really bother us. Um, yeah, we're going to learn. I back the coach, Mark, and the team. Clearly evident that they have the intelligence, the patience, the organization to do that. Um, and they're already, I mean, look, the fact we're in this division, I mean, 101 points, guys, against the team that is currently second in division, ripping it up. I mean, it's just showing how incredible that was last year. If, if anything, as this season's gone on, it's only just made me appreciate last season. 
all the more incredible, incredible season. Um, and just on that, yesterday, if you on social media, you've got Hurahan. I don't know if you've seen it, like apologising to the Derby, fans, Derby yeah. away end for a one nil defeat at our favourite Shrewsbury. Like it's that's they've spent more than we have. Like it's all relative. It is all relative. It's all it's all relative. But 101 points will not keep us up this season. Next next four games before the international break. International break coming around again, incredibly. Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich Town, Middlesbrough, Leeds United. Where are we getting points against them? Mark Lovell's very much Ipswich. Apparently we're beating Sheffield tw- Wednesday. Well, Middlesbrough and I Leeds. Didn't say, I didn't say it's <laughs> I've written off. Free hit. Free hit. You you're, like, you're like the BBC, totally misquoting people <laughs> on Brexit <laughs> and all these other important issues. Yeah, so... I want to know, know where points are coming from. Let's concentrate on Wednesday... Uh, on Wednesday, you know, we beat them. Totally different dynamic going into the Ipswich games. It harks memories of, of last season, positive vibes, Bailey Mumba's goal. Um, it should be a tremendous game. But let's beat Wednesday and then let's do the next pod and look forward to Ipswich. Our goal logic to me says that the worst person, worst team to play is the one that's got the worst record. That's always where we struggle. Always. Mm. It's another Lincoln, right? Oh my God, we joke Argyle logic trying to absorb some of the tactical type stuff that you guys understand more than me actually says if we're solid at the back it switches our kind of game it could you know it won't be Norwich but it'll be closer to it because they will try and win and they attack and if we can hold them out stranger things have happened them we turn them over because let's face it they are also due they're the opposite of Wednesday like their run is ridiculously good at some point, they're due an upside-down defeat. So there's nothing to say that we don't lose to Wednesday and beat Ipswich. It's very possible. I'm not sure about going to Ipswich and trying to play for a draw, mate, against a team that scores three, four goals a game. Um, they had one defeat this season, by the way. It was three, four. Uh, this is what I'm saying about playing to our playing to our, <laughs> playing to our strengths. Um, back to your point, Archie. How many points we get? I mean, Wednesday's what must win. I mean, and this is why I'm saying, goodness, what what must it be for them? But you're right. I mean. If we win that game and lose the other three, albeit that we give ourselves a good chance of trying to win the game, then I don't think we can be too upset about that. What Where I come back to is the missed opportunity of this weekend and the missed opportunity of those two games at, at home against Millwall and Swansea, which I, I think the fans wrote off philosophically too long. We, we haven't got, the, like Chris said, I don't think we've got the time to learn the job. They were bad results and we're going to need to up the jeopardy of trying to recoup that somewhere. And that if you set up to try and win an away game, bear in mind we've got three points from six away games, guys. Draws are full gold. If we had won one and been battered in the other five, we'd be in the same position we are now, other than the fact that we know we could possibly win a game. At the moment, I, I can't see us, you know, picking up many points away from home because even when the opportunity presents itself, what yesterday showed is that we were more interested about not getting beat. But what is better just, than... Just to, clarify, just, to, sorry, just to clarify my point on Ipswich, actually. I, I totally agree. I think our strength against Ipswich is the Fab Four. Hmm. But Agreed. hopefully we defend like we did yesterday, not like we have in other games. I'm not saying we set up for a draw. I'm saying that there is a logic that if we pull together the best of our assets, we go there and win one or two nil because their system is perfect for our counter-attacking at pace strength. And I think, yeah. Archie, just to clarify, I think where Mark was going with the free hit was was that very point, was that I think there's no point going to Ipswich to try and get a point because that's not going to work. 
I think I think Mark, I can't speak for you, but free hit meant let's go with our Fab Four and see if we can score a couple of goals and shake them up. Yeah, it's Leeds at home. That's away. Leeds no, away. That's a free hit in the worst sense of it. I mean, they had a rocky first half yesterday, but they've got attack. They've got ridiculous attacking talent. They've got a Premier League strike force. That's the league we're in. Yeah. That's, that's the league we're in. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Middles, you know, Middlesbrough I, now, um, Archie Middlesbrough. You know, three, five wins in a row. That one's looking really, really tricky. And this is where <laughs> come back to. We don't have everything. Every game's a cup final, Chris. We don't have the time to write off. You know that Millwall gave us a schooling. If we don't, if we get three points from four games, Archie, which is not the rate of points that we need, um, but we beat Wednesday and we lose the other three, maybe narrowly and the performances are good, we'd have to sit around and go, look, the performance was good. We gave ourselves a chance of winning and we came up short against good sides. We're going to have to take that return. Puts huge pressure on that Sunderland game. So Sunderland, they're coming to us and that's a must win. God. I think you're thinking far too ahead. It's, uh, I know it's, it's, it's what we do. We get, we're, I'm officially the world's worst fortune teller. I don't know if you know that, but, uh, (laughs) I'll, I'll repeat, I think we just have to look at Saturday as a, as a step in the right direction and really just concentrate on trying to beat who's in front of us in the next game. All right? And it happens to be a team that hasn't scored many goals of late and they've got a new German miracle worker and they're bottom of the league with the worst uh, record in the championship ever. We have to beat them, you know? And anything other than, than a than a win would be a little bit of a disappointment. But that's I'm sure aware to everyone at Argyle. But um, yeah, they certainly need to put in a better performance than they showed against Millwall and uh, Swansea. And we can do that. I think the fans have a role to play. You know, especially if we do concede the first goal. If Wednesday have a miracle and score a goal. I think we the fans need to really step it up and not go quiet. Um, so let's let's all mobilise towards Wednesday. Yeah, not like not that I want to let in the first goal ever, Mark, because it's not ideal. But I felt last year we got to a point where we just knew we could do it. Even the letting in the goal, it was like it was like it didn't happen as far as our team was concerned because they had the confidence. We've lost that. The players don't have the confidence of that, and the coaching staff have adapted the strat- the strategy that won Plymouth Argyle the League One title with 101 points last year was Stephen Schumacher turn around 60 minutes even if he was losing go I'm going to win this football match and I'm I'm not convinced that the players and the coaching staff have that confidence at the minute because I think they're just seeing the stats and the data uh, of which they've not performed in and how good everybody else is and they're more concerned about that and maybe it's luck maybe I, I'm not sure if, have we been lucky this season I think something like We've, we've, we've managed to put a lot of the shots that we've had on target, or well, certainly were at the start of the season, and everything seemed to come off in that Norwich game. But yeah, we need something to... We need a bit of luck or something to to turn that, to give the players the confidence they can turn around uh, a, a, a training scoreline. Because that happened last year. We have the coaching team and, and the same players who know how to do that. And I think they need to believe that they can do it. Maybe it needs to happen. Maybe it need maybe they need a little bit of rub of the green or something for that to happen. So maybe Wednesday comes along, they get the first goal, we win two one, suddenly you go, Oh actually guys, when we go behind, this is how we unlock teams, we can do it. Because I'm feeling I can I'm consent a hesitation. We get nosebleeds 
at the you know the two thirds line. Um, yeah, that was where it was yesterday. There was a lot of um, you know it's so lazy to call it tippy tappy, but there was a lot of overplaying yesterday. But you know football's a simple game. Sometimes get the ball in the box. Think of the goals that Whitaker scored the very first goal of the season, the, the Hardy one against Southampton, he barely had to touch it. If you get the ball in the box, shit happens. Yeah, we've in the last two to three games, Millwall, Swansea, and again against West Brom, we've not been in the opposition box or not. And we've got Whitaker, we've got Mumba. You know, I'm surprised that people haven't been scything them down to foul them in the box. Yeah, we, we need to get in the box and in the mix and the chance of scoring goals. We're going we're gonna to lose games. Yeah, but we'll have a lot more confidence each week going if we think we can win them. And I think we've just lost that the last couple of weeks. Yeah, do we have the options, though, from the bench? That's another question. I mean, last season, such a great moment. Sam Cosgrove nodding home in the last minute. You know, the injustice of that ball over the line and we still beat them. You know, then we, we left that game and it was such a positive vibe around that club. But don't I think it's fair to say we don't have the same options from the bench. As, as we had last season, even in League One, especially up front. You know, I mean, from Saturday, I think the Hardy sub might have come a, a little bit earlier, Bundu. But that's, uh, you know, maybe a little bit harsh. But uh, looking forward to Wednesday, obviously. I mean, we're grumbling. We're not, we're, we're Plymouth. We're being Plymouth. But look at them. Yeah, they've got plenty to moan about. So, you know, all the, there should be more pressure on them to to get the result, you know, and they're going to have a little bit of a feel good factor. But they lost their, you know, they lost their first game late on at Watford, you know. So, yeah, it should be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, looking at Wednesday, Miroslav Klose at home park at last. He'll be in the dugout. Incredible. Yeah, well, it's just good that he's you know he's retired. He'd be a decent striker to have. Yeah, coming on. He would be okay, Wednesday. wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. Well, what do we want to see there? What do we want to see change at Wednesday? Tom, you're, to conclude, I would say you, you, you're you looking for a few things to improve. What what do you want to see against Wednesday? Uh, no, I just want to, I want Attack, to be... Attacking, the, I, attacking I, output, you want. So, so yeah, so, I mean, people start thinking, of course, Shui wants, of course, Shui wants to win the football match. But where, where he feels different this year to where he was last year is... His stick where where he's where he's got an option of stick or twist. He's done a bit more sticking and a little less twisting, and I'd like him to believe in himself and the team more. And I don't mind if we lose that game. You know, the Millwall Swansea game. What I felt particularly with the Millwall game was that we that was avoidable if we'd gambled a little more because we were better than they were. Yeah, if we if we'd been pummeling the goal and they hit us on the counter, I'd have been fine. But my issue with it was that we weren't getting the ball in the box enough. It was all a bit scrappy and we were kind of making it up as we go along because we couldn't couldn't cope with them. That I don't want. Guys, if we lose, I don't, I don't want to lose Sheffield Wednesday, but if we hit the bar five times and get in the box and have two penalties and lose the game, I'll look at that and go, you know, this is football. Yeah, that happens. But, you know, it's a freak occurrence. If, if we go 1-0 down and we create like half an XG or whatever and we pass it around and we can't get a low block, I'll be annoyed that we haven't learned our lessons, um, which has been a theme of this pod really, isn't it? Learning the lessons. All right. Should we finish off with some predictions? Chris Allen, prediction for Wednesday? 3-0 win, Bundu starts. Mark? Bring it on. Well, you you said you already intently uh, listened to 
the Wednesday pod, so you would have heard my prediction already. 3-1. You know, I think Bunda will score. Do you think we'll see Bunda, actually? Sorry, Tom. Sidetrack. Side note. Do you think we'll be, he'll be starting? Because Hardy's had a few games now, hasn't he? Not not been totally effective. I know he does a lot off the ball. But um, we've seen Shuey change it up in his midweek games. Just the one for the moose. Oof. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Change is not a bad thing. I'm just thinking where we got Norwich, where they, you know, we did something that they didn't think that they were going to do, and that caused chaos. And I think chaos suits us, particularly you know when we've got the we've, we've got the ball in that final third, and people don't quite know what's coming. Millwall were very prepared for what we were going to do. Um, that said, you know this is Sheffield Wednesday; they're low on confidence. They've lost nearly every game this season, and their manager's brand new, so um, he's not going to be as hugely researched on what we're going to do. He's going to be more about trying to impose something that he's come up with. Um, again, we don't really know what that's going to be, bar maybe watching the game that they just had at Watford. Um, I'm up for a, I'm up for a bit of, I call Should it experimentation. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm up for a bit of that. I mean, what could go wrong? I mean, it's like say Bundu. It, it, it feels marginal to me. We're not going to win. We're not going to win or lose the game because we started Bundu ahead of Hardy in my book. Right. Yeah. I don't. Great I don't. Question. I don't feel. Great that. question. Then. As a, but as a sign of, <laughs> excuse me, as a sign of creative attacking intent, I'd love to see him because I think it would like give him a bit of freedom. We all think you can play the game. Like even yesterday again, like his touches. I know I'm obsessed, but every time every time he touches the ball, it's like he's doing the right thing. Like, what does a guy have to do to start a game? Get him in, give him a bit of freedom, and I think he could tear somebody apart. And if you're gonna do that, why not do it against the worst team in the league? Tom used to be like that with Ben Wayne, but it's sadly gone a little bit astray. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh Tom, prediction? For what it's worth, um, I think we're going to win one nil. Mm. Well, it's going to be the most nervy game at home park we've seen mm. for quite some time, possibly years. Really, you said that about Norwich though, when we won six two, and it was it was five nil at half time. <laughs> so you never know. Four. I also said it about Burton Albion. I mean, those are the days. Um, yeah, I, I liken it to that. That was a strange game where obviously we felt we had to win because, you know, this is how long we've gone. Is We were on like 95 points. It was the second last game of the season and we felt we had to win the game, even though mathematically we didn't because we just assumed that if we didn't win the game that Sheffield Wednesday would leapfrog us because we're playing with our goal. Um, and we got a goal early and it was cagey from then on in. And I feel that's where we're headed on uh, this week. I think we'll get the first goal and um, both will have inferiority complexes of their weaknesses um, and I think he'll edge out into a 1-0 victory to our goal. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for the biggest, most nervy game at home park in many a year. I'll be looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, I am really, I am really nervous about it. But um, I've got Mark, Mark Lovell's number. I can give him a call. He'll talk me down. All right, guys. We'll leave it there and come back to part three in a bit for a quiz.
Okay, welcome back to part three. Before we wrap things up with a quiz, a little ball giveaway update. Of course, no one won it. It was nil-nil. Who predicted that? I think Mark might, may have done. So it will carry over to the Sheffield Wednesday game. So all you've got to do is predict the first scorer and the final result. Please don't just say 2-1. Um, please say, you know, 2-1 Argyle, 2-1 Sheffield. I want specifics um, to save any comments afterwards. And a like and retweet of the latest pod post. And that is it. And the ball will be yours. Alrighty, off to the quiz. Are you ready? Are we ready? No. Chris? No? All right. No. Here. Here we go. It's been a few weeks since I've done this. So I've prepped. I've got about seven sheets worth of um, A4 answers. Seven A4 sheets, sorry. Yeah. Dear God. You'll, you'll, be, you'll, you'll be delighted to know. Make it Although stop. It did print off in a, you know, in a one, you know, one list. So it's not, that, it's not that big. Okay. Here we go. After nearly nine months out, Mike Cooper returned against West Bromwich Albion. Ironically, against a team who had his former Argyle goalkeeping teammate in Alex Palmer in the starting lineup. Alex Palmer recently displaced another former Argyle goalkeeper at the Hawthorns to gain the number one spot. Any guesses on the category this week? Former Argyle goalkeepers. Argyle goalkeepers, you're on it. Mark Lovell, your favoured position. Some might say. So we're just going to go back over the last 21 years because the website I've used only goes back then. Well, it goes back further, but it got a bit sketchy after um, 2002-03 season. So that is our start point. So we're going from 02-03 season all the way up to the present day. And what I want from you is to name all of the goalkeepers that have played, whether it's one minute, one game, (laughs) or 100. But the crucial thing is they have to have made... A professional appearance for Plymouth Argyle. Questions? How many are there? You said there were seven pages of these. Yeah, it's in a long... I printed it off and it's in a long list. I don't know how many there are. That's a good question. There's, that, there's that season you, where, where we had all the loans in for Derek. I mean, they must take up an entire page. Just that Yeah, I think, that's, I think that might be page five. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, right, questions before we begin, because... Uh, how do you win? That's a lot. Is it just until the last one, last one standing? I think, last it, man standing? I think it might be last man standing on this one. Good question. But yeah, I think it might be last man standing. We'll um, apply a yellow and red card system. So you've got a life. Fear not. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Can I just clarify, mate? Is it straight red for Doctor Who actors? That's a straight <laughs> red, yeah? What, what, what? <laughs> well, I'm safe. I'm Quizmaster this week. Chris Allen, are you ready? Higher. Ready. <laughs> Lower. <laughs> Crikey. Alrighty. We'll go Chris, Tom, Mark. Chris. Before we start, sorry, I do have a question. Would you accept just the Christian name, the surname? Because this is important. You can't have a Christian full, name. I, I want the full name. First full name. and last name. name. No, I mean, if you just have the surname. On the I was, I, yeah, yeah. I would settle for surname. Um, I don't think there's any doubles in that list. Okay, okay, let's go. Chris Allen. Luke McCormick. Yeah, he um, pops up a lot over my um, on my list. Tom Kirk. Roman Lario. Another one. 
Those are the two big hitters, obviously. Gone. Mark Lovell. Right. Let's work back, eh? Michael Cooper? Yep. He must be well up there. I should really have the... I do have their, um, you know, appearances by season, but not the accumulation of them all. But he must be up there. Mike Cooper. Chris Allen. Connor Hazard. Connor Hazard. Dropped, yes, as mentioned on the pod. Tom Cook. Callum Burton, super cow, with his mm. league one with his medal. Callum Burton. Mm. Yeah, made 18 appearances last season. Mark Lovell. Yeah, yeah Alex Palmer. Alex Palmer played 37 games in that COVID curtailed season. We saw him yesterday, of course. Chris. Matthews, but I can't remember his first name. Mm. Uh, luckily for you, I will accept that. I'm just trying to find the year. Bernard. Found him. Found him. Bernard. That's it. <laughs> Remy Matthews. Remy Matthews. Now of Remy. Now of Crystal Palace, I think. Is he? Or St Johnston? Definitely at Palace for a bit. <laughs> Crystal Palace or St Johnston? I think. Look it up. I think he's played for both. Um, Twenty-six appearances for Argyle. Good keeper. Tom Kirk. Um, the enigmatic but short Kyle Leatherin. Yep. Same season and seven appearances. Mm. So if he was only tw- he was only he was only twenty-nine back then. I thought he was at least double yeah. that. All right. Um, Mark Lovell. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to say Matt Macy then double M. Yep, he was um, shipped in late on in the season preseason that Mark Lovell helped out in. So read into that what you will. But uh, yeah, late signing in 2018. Matt Macy, 34 appearances. Chris. Dockdale. Good, good. I've got to go to a page that's yet yet to be touched. Stockdale. Was he really shit? No, he was. I think he was pretty good. He was pretty good. We got relegated. Yeah. I mean, he's a high caliber keeper. I, you know, I can't going back a bit in terms of was he good for our goal. I just associate him with badness. Like, he came into my head. I was thinking, who's that one that let he, in a lot of uh, goals? He definitely he got doubling that time, didn't he? Where the guy hid behind him and took the ball off him. Yeah, 21 appearances for um, Argyle in the 09-10 season. Finally found him. Okay, Tom. Hmm. Okay. Um, sort of going forward now. I'm thinking about... Um, a uh, guy who played for us when we were in League One. We were only there for a year before we went back down again. But mm. I've seen his name crop up in the Premier League since, and his name was David Button. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy that Palmer replaced, wasn't it? That yeah, I think you're right. I didn't want to say it because I wasn't sure, but I'm glad you've, you've said it, because I think you might be right. Yeah, he's gone on to have a good career. 21 back then. The 10 11 season. Okay, Mark. Let's go back to some goalkeepers during our not so good times Cole Jake Jake Cole 
Now, I remember, whoever it was, Carl Fletcher, Peter Reid, saying we had the best two goalkeepers in the league back then. I don't know if that was true. Again, mm, going back 10 years. Smallest, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it definitely was not true. <laughs> All right. Controversial. Chris? Um, have a clue. Can you have a clue? Okay. Mm. Um, to be fair, I'm looking at one page and they're gone. One page is full of Luke McCormick, Lario, Lario McCormick and so on for many years. So I can put that away. Um, can you have a clue? We're not... There's not many left. There's, there's not, not any many. left? There's No, there's not many. Oh, there's, many. There's one. There's a Dutchman. There's a kid. An Argyle youth prospect. Um... There's there's another kind of one that went in, on to big things in the Prem. There's a Frenchman, and there's one that I've never heard of. He played in the 0203 season, and he played one game, and that was for two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. So if you get him, I think we just hand the quiz to you. Well, he, he's obviously on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> can I, I think I need to send myself off. I'm going to come in with a. That's a, that's a some, no, it's a yellow. Um, you can pass on, it. No, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do some pointless shirt pulling on the halfway line, as is the new mode. Oh, I've just seen yeah, another one. We haven't got him either. Oh, we go. Tom, yellow carded, Chris. Anything, Tom? Uh, yeah, I remember Graham Stack. <laughs> oh, Stacky. Yes. There's a story to be had there, is there not? Emergency loan? I don't know if he was a manager. No, he though. was signed by us, uh, Stoke, and uh, he had a serious falling out. He's ex-Arsenal. Well, very, very early on. Are you sure? He wasn't debut at Bristol? But why? No. Oh, no thank I'm, you. I, I'm, I've just I'm, remembered I'm, who that I'm is. I was going to say that one, uh, Archie. Oh, is that not him? Is that no, not him? Rab, Rab Douglas <laughs> was talking about you. Huh? Just give, giving away the, the ghost. Rab good, Douglas. Good quick. There you go. Similar looking bloke. That's poor quizmaster ship yeah, there, isn't sorry. it? I really thought it was him. All right, so mm. I'm just trying to find him. Grab Douglas. Grab C. Douglas. Grab <laughs> Douglas. All right. Um, Chris, there's a youth prospect that went to play on, play for Brighton and then came back to us to make four appearances on loan. Um, he also shares the same same surname as one of our biggest ever transfers and one of our biggest ever flops under Starrock, second time round. Um, I'm looking for Walton. And, and, Walton. And he Walton. Has, and he, yes, and he has quite literally a Christian uh, first name. Uh, Tom Cook. Walton. Walton, yeah. Oh, Walton. Simon Walton kept us in the Football League, mate. I'm not sure I can, I'm not sure I'm having that, but that's not relevant to this quiz. Um, so we had that season when we had all the keepers mm. who came in on loan and then went almost immediately. I'm looking for some quality clues on that one. I have one, but I just can't There's... get the name. The Dutch guy. Begin is that with... Aberdeen? Yeah, I I do know who that is because he did well after he left. His name was uh, Keller Roos. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Tom. Can you do the Fandango? <laughs> <laughs> That's Roos. Gone. Okay. There's Basically, still we have, that... a, we have a Frenchman and not many else. 
Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're in trouble now. You're in trouble. There's well, I one a quality there's... clue, like. Mr. All right. Allen, but... Okay. There's what? There's one that went left to go to Newport, I believe. I think he's now a player coach. He was un- he was with us under Adams. Tyne, probably the world's smallest goalkeeper. Yeah. And actually in the same year, we had a Frenchman that made also just one appearance. Um, young, young guy, one appearance, and that was it. Uh, Vincent, Vincent, mm. Vincent. Mm. Yep. Darrell. Yes. Glad to know. He's done it. Well done. Vincent. I thought for a minute it was Vincent Vincent. I I definitely, I think I'd have remembered him. Right. Oh, there's one. There is one. He's got... What year is that? Uh, 2012, 2013. 13 appearances. Uh, Initials are RG. RG. Is it me? No idea. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, Chris. I'm out. You're out. Okay. Oh. Tom? Uh, Lee, Lee Hodges went in goal once. Uh, Chris, go with that. Just worth a punt. Lee, Lee Hodges. Transfer Mark has not recognised him as a goalkeeper, but I'll give it to you. Um, Tom? <sighs> Deary me. Um, I know the guy you're on about. Came from Watford. Yeah. Can't what? remember his name. What, RG? RG, yeah. Uh, Watford? Yeah. He, he is, I don't know if this helps. He's now at Ipswich, I believe. It's part of the coaching setup. Uh, no. No, it does not. That's, that's a current clue. Have I got a clue? Is that, is, um, am I entitled to a clue? Well, I think that was quite a good clue. Um, what? I don't know. I, I don't know what. So I've told you he used to play. He used to play for Watford. He's currently at Ipswich as a coach. He played with us in 2012 and 13. He made 13 appearances. Is this the last one? Of the uh, last? No, there's two more, including this. Okay, so best. Oh no, three, three, three. There's three more, but for that last one, it's so, so hard. The first on my list, ironically, played two. There's three left. There's three left. There's three left. Can you give us a first name? First name of RG. Okay. There's a. Okay, I'm going to give you all of the last Christian names. All right. Right. Here they go. James, Danny, and Rene, or Rennie. Right. Danny Milosevic is one of them. Danny Milosevic is one of them. Flippin' heck. Mark Lovell. I think we just give it to him. Danny Milosevic. Look, I don't have the game, but he played for two minutes <laughs> in the 0203 season. Did wonder, he? injury time. I wonder, I wonder where Danny is now, if you're listening, Danny. So, James and... Rene. Oh, I Rene. know... Uh, um... Lost Just to be clear, I'm on transfer market and I can't find them. You said... Did you say... You okay. said Rene. Yeah. He's called Rene Gilmartin. Or yep. Gilmartin. Yep. And so then. There's another guy. There's another guy. The keeper. Last one. The, last the coach one. is James. James. Yep. And he, he played for us. Oh, if was, only it was a Christian name based quiz, you'd be, you'd be sweeping up. 
Um, you're close. You're close. You hadn't, you, hadn't, you hadn't heard of the phrase Christian name last week, but now you're all over it. Now I'm all over it. Initial of his Can't stop saying it. <laughs> Not this again. First, first eight or nine letters of his surname, please. <laughs> It's a um, short name. Isn't it? short name. J- he shares the same initials as an old chairman. There you go, that's it. <laughs> old chairman, what, what Macaulay? What? Or what? And he shares what? the same. No, fir- no. And he's sh- a Christian name, shout out. And he shares Christian name with an old chairman. James. So it's James Brent. Brent. James. Bob. Yep. Bob. Quick. Bundu. <laughs> B. B. I think you're missing one. Bob, Bob, Bob. Black sheep, have you? I, by the way, I, I think you're missing one. Oh, you you're getting it is... now. His, his birthday is February the second, nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> He's one point eight eight meters tall. Have you? Have you? You've been on a website during the quiz. He's. I have now. I got sent off, so I've had a look. Uh, right, right. Um, all right. But but. but... Button or no? It's not button. But but but. Yep. Y- yellow card. Um, Tom is quite right. There is one I missed. Apologies. Nineteen years old. Made one appearance in 2011-12 season. Um, that's not who I. Oh, oh. I thought there was a guy. I thought there was a guy. Today. Oliver Chenoweth. Chenoweth. Cornish name. Oli Sounds like a. Extra out of Star Wars. Yep, that's it. Ollie is that it? That's his surname? Ch- that'll be Chenoweth. 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 Yeah, okay. I'm not Cornish. Mark, Mark I, that is really impressive that you've got him and Danny. What's this James B guy, though? I... Yeah, that is less impressive that you and Tom can't get him. Yeah, I, I, I don't don't recall him. He, under Derek Adams, he was... He, no, it was our second goalkeeper. goalkeeper in the 14 15 season. Um, played 45, 45 minutes. Played 90 minutes in the following season. He left. I'm pretty sure he left to go to Newport to become a player coach. He's called James, and his last name begins with B. Mm. Going once, going twice. Second. Bit. Uh, bit, bit. Bitner. Yes. There you go. So I only needed his first and half his surname, and we got it. Yeah, got it. I mean, I'm sure there was more keepers in that Derek that Derek season. I'm sure there was more. Maybe he didn't play. No, actually, there something. wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't that. Well, obviously, there was a lot, but um, <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't that many. Only the six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mike Cooper, uh, Kelly Roos, Carl Leatheran, Luke McCormick, Remy Matthews, and then and then the oh uh, yeah. Injured keeper. Um, that's the same. My head. It sounded season. better when we said seven or eight. Okay, it's five. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well done, Mark. Congratulations once yeah, more, Danny Milazovic. Crikey. All right, guys. Thanks for your time. Enjoyable. Fingers crossed for Chef Word. Absolutely. All right, and thank you for listening. And we'll be back with you very soon. I'm sure you're missing keepers. Who? Who? Oh, well, I won't do it now. Um, don't know. Felt like more than that. It was comically like seven or eight. I'm sure. Well, we had, you know, arguably you know, two. That Dutch clubs. guy. What was the Dutch guy called? 
Roos. Another one. It was called like, you know, Dutch yeah. name is like, um, like Dur d- d- something. There may, there may well be Dulot. more keepers, but, but they, never got on, yeah. they never got on the pitch. He does sound familiar. I think it's the crucial thing is playing. So they may not well, have. He never, he never got on the mitt. We, we loaned eight goalkeepers, but he never played. Well, that was. I specified that in the quiz. Are you talking about loan uh, in in maybe he played um, um, the pizza trophy equivalent. Yeah. Yeah, that, maybe. Would, would that count? Mean, yeah. I I know who you mean, uh, uh, Tom. The the Dutch guy Delock. The the. I'm sure it was Delock or something like that. Yeah, he came in. I'm sure he played. He played like half the Pizza Cup game and was injured. Yeah. That's the one, so it wouldn't be yeah, because Remy be... Matthews came back, didn't he? Remy Matthews got injured and was and was emergency loan back because because the other keepers were falling. 